When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by WorldwideGolfShops.com. Look, I don't know if you guys have heard, but 2020 has been one of the weirdest years ever, but also one of the best golf years ever for the industry. And WorldwideGolfShops.com has all of the great gear from all of the top brands, including training aids, apparel, and accessories, everything that you need to get you on the course and playing a little bit better. So go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com today. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can find me all over social media at Golf Unfiltered. And you can send me an email, adam at golfandfilter.com. As usual, we like to give a quick shout-out over to our friends over at Cleveland, Strixon, and Zegzio. A lot of great stuff going on. You've heard us talk about it. And you can go out to golfandfilter.com right now and read all about the newest products, especially from Strixon. And don't forget Cleveland's uh, new black satin CBX2 wedges. Those things are pretty slick. And for crying out loud, try a forgiving wedge for once. Listeners, I don't know who needs to hear that, but one of you listening to this needs to use a more forgiving wedge. So, folks, uh, really fun episode today. Um, there aren't many guests that we've had on the show that I was a, more moved by, I think, is a good, is a good way to say uh, how I felt following my conversation with uh, Kimberly Smith SpaceX. She is of the United States of Camo. It is her her passion project uh, that she refers to multiple times in today's interview. And at its highest level, the United States of Camo uh, is an upstart fashion brand. They sell polos. They sell uh, hats, caps. Uh, they were nice enough to send one over uh, to for me to take a look at. And as the name implies, you know, camouflage or that pattern is a prominent feature in their design. But that would, to describe it that way, is not doing the United States of Camo any justice. As Kim goes into today's conversation, she describes the mission, the vision, the purpose of everything that she puts into this this brand. It's it's incredible. She has a rich family history. Uh, she is of a military family, and I won't spoil anything that she's about to tell us today in today's uh, conversation, but we get a little bit of a history lesson. We talk a lot about the importance of supporting our veterans, not only while they're deployed, not only while they're doing their military thing, but more so and in including when they come home. We've all seen statistics We've all seen and heard the stories of how tough it is for those in the military to come back and reacclimate to civilian life. And Kim takes that head on because she lived through it. She saw her uncle, she saw her father live through it. And hers is a very unique story uh, in that her uncle 
was one of the Tuskegee Airmen. We hear about it. We've learned about it in history books, hopefully. And Kim goes into other details regarding how black military members were treated, how they were absolutely segregated. And, well, I won't steal too much more of, of Kim's thunder, but we have, a, we have a great conversation today. And I really hope that if you take anything from today's conversation, it's that Kim is, is working towards a mission to not only raise awareness, to not only honor her, her late father and, and uncle, but also to really make a difference for thousands upon thousands of ex-military, now civilians, who, who need our help. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Kim Smith-Spacek of the United States of Camo. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm really excited to speak with Miss Kimberly Smith-Spacek. She is of the United States of Camo. Kim, thanks so much for coming on the show. We got a lot of great stuff we're going to talk about, but how are you doing these days? I'm great. Thank you, Adam, for having me today. I really look forward to chatting with you. And I with you. And so where are you where are you talking to me from, by the way? Where are you located? New York City. Nice. Good old <laughs> New York City, you know. Uh, I, I'm near the Chicagoland area, so we got the first and second cities here on the podcast here today, folks. There we go. Uh, and so, Kim, uh, we're going to talk about all things related to the United States of Camo. But I think for those who might not uh, recognize your name, why don't you let us know a little bit about yourself? Okay, well... I want to start off the podcast by letting all your your listeners know, do not come to me for golf tips. <laughs> Just broke 30. Um, and, you know, and it was a hard, it was a hard road. <laughs> it was a hard road to get there. Um, and so anything golf related, I could talk a big game, but anything golf related, you know, please don't come to me. Um, but aside from that, you know, as, as you may know, I, I started a company, United States of Camo, to help raise awareness for veterans' mental health issues and the issues they plague that plague them once they come home from war or off off military bases. And I wanted to try to help them create a support network, one that they kind of had abroad that they don't have here, um, and really get the word out. Um, and I grew up in a military family, if you probably could guess, and. I am very supportive of all of our veterans. Thank you for keeping us safe. But, you know, we all need to do more to really let them know and help them and give them the support they need when they wake, they come home. Um, and so that was really the, it's really a, a true passion project. Um, I am very passionate about helping our veterans. And so I kind of came up with this idea one day uh, it's a camo print. If you could tell, it's the 50, all 50 states of the United States in a camo print. And I really did that not because I thought it was, I mean, it looks super cool. And I think that appeals to people from, you know, walking by and seeing the hat, but to really kind of underline the 50 states that the, our soldiers are protecting. And it's for all of us. And I think a lot of us forget that we are the United States. And so I thought it was important to kind of put forward in, in the camo print. 
I love that message. And we are big supporters of veterans here on the Golf and Filter podcast, as well as mental health advocates. And so we've talked about that that topic uh, in, in length in past episodes. And listeners, um, for those who are listening, we're talking about, so Kim and I both have two hats on. Uh, you know, thanks so much for sending that over. And sort of what Kim was just describing is the camo feature of the uh, of the cap. It looks really great. It fits fantastic. And I'm yeah. a I'm a picky guy when it comes to hats. And so I gotta say, this is fits really well. So good, good work there. The the message of the uh United States of Camo, as you just mentioned, is a unique one. And you had mentioned your your family background uh in in the military. So I a little little bird tells me that you have a pretty uh famous background as well in the in the military. Maybe go into that a little bit. Yes, yes. My uncle shot down who was a Tuskegee Airman. He shot down the last plane in World War II. Oh, wow. And I'm sure, you know, you take Ubers, but think about it. You're downtown at the Loop. You want to get home. You get an Uber. The guy can't get you to your home without using Waze he, or Google Maps. And I think about this. My uncle with three other men was, was in a plane in Germany, not knowing anything, with a paper map. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, think about that. I mean, to be, and being able to, you know, hit these other planes and, but like with a paper map and I can't go five blocks without my, my Uber guy driving, you know, using Waze. I just find that incredible um, that they were able to accomplish so much with a, with lack of technology, you know, obviously it's no secret that Tuskegee Airmen were, you know, a segregated unit. Mm-hmm. It. Um, and they ha- were deployed on the worst and hardest and most difficult missions. Um, and they really had to prove themselves with, with every obstacle put in front of them. Um, but he was a hero and he is a hero. And I definitely wanted to recognize what he did for our country to keep us safe and help end World War II. Amen to that. And that is just a fantastic background. It's it's certainly something to be proud of. And I know that you are. And it's just a pleasure and an honor for me to speak to someone with that lineage as well. You know, and you talk a lot about just, um, you know, the the efforts that are required for the military and people coming back. And I've got family members that served and they've come back. And, you know, I can relate to you uh, in that way that I've seen family members struggle upon their return back to civilian life. And so I think that's a uh, well, I'm sure you could tell me more. That is just a, a massive need, not only in our country, but I would guess even globally. Globally. I mean, if you think about it, when these men and women are deployed, they're mainly in groups and they have a shared experience. You know, think about every bad job you've had, you know, every, uh, you know, every even some, you know, work experience or family dinner, you know, you always have a little group. But a lot of these guys and, and men and women return home and they no longer have that support structure. They, you know, might not have a family member that can really understand what they went through. And it's very isolating. And you're taught to be strong and you're taught, you know, to be brave. But sometimes being brave is getting the help you need. Mm-hmm. Instead, they're not getting that help and they're not seeking the support that they need outside their little own head. Um, And they turn to opiates, um, you know, drinking, you know, God forbid, as many of us know. And, you know, if you have a veteran following, everyone has heard this 22 suicides a day by veterans and soldiers. Think about it now um, in periods of COVID where you're even more isolated. You know, that number has, has increased sharply. 
Um, and so I really do think it's beholden on us, you know, as people that they're protecting to help protect them. Yeah. Well said, definitely agree with all those points. And certainly I'm sure many of our listeners will as well. And so one of the long standing histories and partnerships that uh, have existed in many years has been golf in the military and, you know, veterans love to play. And clearly this is a golf uh, podcast and you're on to talk about your product. Why did you go down the path of golf? Because even though I don't, you know, don't believe our veterans are seeking the help that they need and deserve. It isn't that the military hasn't tried. And I don't want this to be a poo-poo negative on the military brand and that we have to, you know, do something outside of the military because they were thinking about this early. Um, If you look on our hat, there are two golf tees on the hat. And that's a nod to the close to 300 golf courses um, that are on our military bases across this country. Some of these bases, with some of them in San Francisco, they have some of the most beautiful golf courses you could ever see. Um, And, you know, now they're obviously a lot of, as we've decommissioned a lot of the bases, they've become uh, for public use and everyone should check them out. Um, But the military did try to do a de-stressor you know, my father, who was an officer um, in the United States Air Force and who served in Vietnam, you know, weekends when he wasn't on call, you know, he would definitely go out there and, you know, work on his putting um, and, you know, as a way to bring it down. So I didn't want what the military had tried to do early on before there was so much more, so much research out there um, to go unnoticed because, I think you can go in that negative space and this is a positive, you know, we're trying to make change. And so I want to support that too. We have a lot of small business owners that have come on the podcast and what I always appreciate, uh, and you're no different is the fact that you have a product, you have a mission that also educates in addition to looking great. I mean, I'm not, I'm not feeding you a line here. I love this hat. Um, so was that always kind of part of the, uh, the goal is to yeah. really inform as well? I mean, that was really the impetus. I mean, I really want to create awareness. And, you know, I did that through a few methods. One is this hat. It's a very unique pattern. I think the the trucker hat on the trucker hat gets a lot. It's a conversation starter. And then Mm -hmm. my entry to talk about, you know, what our men, the men and women that fought for us and their families, you know, the resources they need and how we can better support them. But I also a section of my website on United States of Camo, you will see a section called Heroes Tales, and that will tell stories of our veterans and what they faced either when they were abroad, when they were fighting, or when they came home. Um, The first veteran I interviewed, he said, the war started for me when I came home. And what that was the first interview, and that's the one that stayed with me the most because that is really true. Um, but Adam, to your point, it it really was to create awareness. And I wanted to think of means to create awareness. Um, that was also fun and, and, you know, lighthearted because veterans issues are heavy, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I wanted to find a way to, to kind of marry that heaviness and the reality of what are these men and women and their families face, but also with something that could be fun and, and, and a little bit uplifting and, and hopefully, you know, become kind of, you know, if more people are wearing the hats, 
more conversations are getting started and, and we can make a change here. And you mentioned the website, unitedstatesofcamo.com. And like you mentioned, there are many sections on the website, including the hero stories like you just uh, previewed there. And of course, you've got your shop as well. You've got a lot of different designs for the hats that you spoke about, and they come in all sorts of different colors. And I think they all look fantastic. Uh, What has feedback been so far from customers? You know, we've been lucky. We've been very fortunate. You know, this is a grass. I mean, as you probably have realized very early on, this is a passion project for me. And I've been really trying to get the word out more for to raise awareness than sell product. But I've been very fortunate that I've been able to sell a lot of product. Um, People really like the hat. Um, it's definitely good for all your Zoom, <laughs> Zoom and Google Me calls when, oh yeah, <laughs> particularly when you couldn't get your hair <laughs> hair done, um, you know, for several months during lockdown. Um, and so we were very fortunate. You know, we recently, you know, a Chicago native. We were in Oprah's last magazine, um, so that was definitely very helpful. Um, but people love the hats. I mean, I think they really like even those that might not have been touched by military are really like to he- hear the story. Uh, and so many people are unaware of the littlest things, like there are 300 golf courses on on military bases. And so it's really been a conversation starter. But our most popular hat is obviously the red, white, and blue hat. Oh, yeah, I'm uh, sure. You know, that, that one, um, you know, continues to sell out, and that's which is super exciting. But, you know, people want to represent America. Um, people are proud to be Americans, even even if even in this in this period where it's tough for many of us and people are struggling deep down. Everybody knows there's no greater country than than the U.S. We you know, be here. And it, it's it's also great to. Take part in something. Especially one thing I've noticed in golf, especially with smaller businesses, that when you when you purchase something like a hat or whether it be a T-shirt or whatever, and I know that you you have uh, polos listed as well on, on the website, people feel connected in that way. And, and, and when there's a mission behind it, and as you said, an, an effort to raise awareness, people really connect with that. And so you're, it's so much more than just a hat. And I don't want to be too heavy handed, but that's something that I've noticed. Have you noticed something similar? Definitely. I mean, I think people, people that really connect with the story that want to learn more, that spend time on the website, not just purchasing product, but also reading the stories and getting a little bit more connected. You know, those are my best salesmen, right? They're the ones out there. They're sending, selling the message. They're sending the message out to their friends, helping, you know, can create awareness. But I do think that there are many that buy the hat and do feel an obligation to, to tell the story behind it. And that's great because that's really what I wanted to create because one hat is great, two hats great, five hats are great, but continuing to tell the story to those who might not want a hat or are not into hats and that's fine. But the awareness component, I do think rings, rings very true to the people that have purchased hats for me. So with others that have come on the show, we like to talk a lot about just the journey of where you got to where you are now. And so one of the things that comes with every journey is a challenge. Not to put you on the spot, but what's been one of the bigger challenges for you in this pursuit? <laughs> one, one's tough. Um, <laughs> it was a journey. I mean, I think I have a finance background. I was not in apparel. I did not. I'm a consumer of apparel. According to my husband, I buy too much. But 
you know, I did not come from a retail background and I was definitely fairly naive. I had big aspirations to employ vets to, you know, manufacture in the United States and, you know, disagreeing with the Shark Tank people, like we can get it done. And it's, it's very hard. Uh, It's really hard. Um, As you know, I'm going to give 10% of my proceeds away. And so margins and everybody who's starting a new business, any entrepreneur, know your numbers. I cannot tell you enough. And that is not just the price of the product, but shipping, packaging to the penny. If you want to be successful, know your numbers. And I think that's that gave me an advantage because from my finance hat really kicked in immediately. Um, but it was it was struggle, you know, finding manufacturers, connecting with people that you trust. People will go radio silent because they're small orders and my, you know, finance and sales skills really had to pick to kick in. Um, but since I'm pretty organized and anal and, and like I said, I knew my numbers, it was it was tough, but it was n- not insurmountable. Um, I will say to all your entrepreneurial listeners out there, if you say you want to give 20, you know, dedicate $25,000 to a new product or whatever your number is, double it. And, uh, you know, immediately, because uh, you know, I think cash needs are are really the biggest obstacle. You can get to a certain point, and you can have a great product, but if you have no cash, if you haven't, you know, really thought about those projections, any good product can go by the wayside very quickly. And I'd imagine that we do very different things as far as you know our small businesses here, and I would imagine you may have experienced times where you're going through all those challenges you just described. You're crunching numbers. You're trying to make things work. Do you ever, did you ever have to stop and think, why am I doing this in the first place? And can I just reset yourself and say, look, this is why I'm doing this. Adam, every single day, (laughs) there (laughs) are some days that are way worse. You know, you, you might not have any sales, and, you know, there are some people that find the story too heavy, like, you know, it's, ugh, God, you know, a lot of people are dying, opiates, you know, we want to hear happy stories. Well, world isn't full of happy stories, and it feels like you're getting kicked in the face. Uh, but when I think about what my uncle, what my father, you know, in the 50s, the 40s, you know, fought for, you know, of men of color, going on and enlisting, which must have been really super scary at the time, you know, being in these segregated units and, but able to come out on the other side, not only stronger and successful, but to be able to create, create families. And that, those are, those are obstacles, right? Like my uncle came home from World War II and was unable to buy a home like many of his white soldiers, but he was able to buy a home. He was able to have actually two homes. He had a, he actually was a big golfer. Um, and so those are insurmountable hurdles. I don't have insurmountable hurdles. I just know I need to push. Um, and, and that's why I wake up and I say, okay, that might've been a bad day, but I'm going to keep pushing because one person can make a change. I would imagine that your, your uncle's with you along the way in many different ways. For sure. I mean, I have, you know, pictures of both of my uncle and my father up here. And I know they're looking down on me and, and they're so proud of the work I did. Um, my uncle, um, 
was one of those guys that, you know, could do math in their head. I can use, I'm one of these girls that can actually use an abacus because. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I have no idea how to do it. Like you can, I know what one is. I don't know. <laughs> it's a party skill. Um, you know, when really late at night, like very late when everybody's passed out, but you know, he's one of the reasons why I got into finance and my father, you know, he was inspirational too. I mean, in many respects, he grew up in extreme poverty and was able to become uh, a dentist because of the Air Force. He wouldn't have had that opportunity. And so, you know, my two best friends encouraging me to, you know, from above to push on, I'm, I have to do it. That's that's just a fantastic story. And listeners, once again, we're uh, speaking with uh, Kim Smith Spacek of the United States of Camo. And Kim, I got to tell you, I mean, you've got an ally with me. You've got an ally with uh, the listeners, I'm sure. Um, love stories like this. And if there's anything that we could ever do just from a personal level, too, I mean, if there's anything we can ever do to help you uh, continue to get stuff out, uh, let us know. Oh. Absolutely. We are supportive of that. Um you know, we're getting up a, uh, just against the clock here just a little bit, but what's next for uh, the United States of Camo? Are there other plans uh, in the pipeline? I'm sure that you're always constantly thinking of new things to uh, to bring to the table. Absolutely. I mean, I definitely, you know, want to continue to push and get more inroads with veterans. And I know how hard after spending months trying to interview them and connect with vets, um, it's hard to tell a story. It makes them feel very vulnerable. But I need to continue to create that connection between the brand and veterans. And so, you know, really spending time, I've, you know, allocated at least a day a week to to really interview and not just for my website, forget that, but what do you need? And how can I accomplish that? You know, one of the one of the guys I talk to fairly regularly, and, and sadly, he's a homeless man um, in New York City, um, and I go by there fairly frequently. He said to me, he's like, you know, it's getting cold. Can you get, you know, can you make me a neck gaiter? Well, I made him a neck gaiter. And, you know, and, and I said, and I obviously, I said to anyone he knows, anyone else that, you know, lives in the shelter with him, I'm going to get, you know, create that for them as well. Just let me know. Um, but I really want to connect, you know, that's on a micro level and, and I love to continue to do it on a micro level, but, you know, really kind of filling a need, whether it's a clothing, whether it's, you know, creating some skills um, for the vets, but I really like to find a way to continue to connect with them with, and if that's a product that might appeal great. Um, and so I do spend a lot of time on that. Um, it definitely the big request in terms of new products is backpack. Um, and so I'm, I'm working on that. So, you know, look out for that for, for the first or second quarter of next year. Um, I, I think COVID has taught all of us, we need very little and, 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 and I think that's an important lesson to everyone here. And so, um, I've got many requests from people with, with, with homes that are saying, I just want to have a big backpack that I can pack all my stuff on and get on, get out. <laughs> um, and I, and so I, I'm going to accommodate that need, but I think Adam, the biggest thing, um, is really finding products that the vets use on a daily basis, whether it's a hat definitely resonates, hoodies have resonated, um, but things that are necessities. And so, you know, that's where I'm kind of thinking kind of a whole travel pack. Um, you know, I think these guys like guys and gals like to get up and go. Uh, and so let me create that for them. 
That sounds fantastic. I, I will keep my eyes open for those for sure. I, I love a good bag. You know, yeah. those are really good. <laughs> so once again, uh, United States of Camo is the name of the brand. Go out and support them over at Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you've got presences there. What are some other ways that our listeners can help get help uh, get involved as well as uh, help you out? I mean, get it directly. Go to some of these charities, Cohen's Veteran Foundation. They're doing a lot for mental health um, for veterans and their families. Um, and so they have clinics all across the country. Um, 22 kill really learn more. You know, people see that Facebook statistic about, you know, 22 soldiers or and veterans are killing themselves every day. And, you know, we saw a big push of people doing 22 push-ups. Um, you know, but that wanes, that ebbs and flow and their mission, you know, really continues to push on because we need to continue to create awareness. That's a staggering statistic. Uh, and so look out for that, you know, continue to follow them and learn more about what they're doing. Because as I mentioned, that's, that number is growing. That's probably, you know, 25, 26 and during the COVID period. Um, but more importantly, when you pass a vet, you see a vet in the park, you're talking to them, connect with them, you know, hear their story. Because it's a luxury that we don't have to go to war and we weren't drafted. You know, we were able to, to go through life being safe. Um, I think that, that really people will take that for granted. And so really spend time and hear, hear their stories. Not everyone's story is full of PTSD and, you know, getting exposed to Agent Orange. You know, some people have great stories and they got so much out of being in the military. And that let's hear that, too. Um, but the numbers that of people enlisting now are, are low. You know, we're at 1.3 million uh, active duty soldiers today. Um, you know, we were at 1.20 million. Uh, and so those numbers continue to, to, to come down. And it is a great honor to serve our country. There are people, um, my father, my uncle, that have been able to get substantial skills out of it. Uh, but like everything, it, it is what you put into it. And so I do think um, that we have to continue to push service and the importance of it. And But recognizing, I think it's come down, Adam, because people don't really recognize it um, and appreciate it. They do. They say thank you. But it's more than that. And so I, I just encourage your listeners to to spend time with their veterans, friends, family, the guy on this at the coffee shop uh, and, and learn their stories. That's well said. And I think your story that you shared earlier about the uh, the veteran that said, you know, my war started when I came home. I think that's going to stick with me as well. So uh, listeners, once again, it's the United States of Camo. Kim, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story. And I hope that uh, our listeners support you. You know, like I said earlier, we'll support you with anything you got. Thanks again for uh, everything. Thank you, Adam. I thank you for having me on. 